greetings and salutations to everyone. This is the Dating Over 30 Sucks podcast. I am Shawnice, and we are having libations and conversations about situations, and I am excited, as always, for my my guest, Miss Michelle, Dr. Michelle. I'm just going to say Dr. Michelle. Go on. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Hi, Shanice. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you. I'm happy to be here. I gotta stop saying that every episode. I'm like, I'm glad you're here. It's all right that you're here. You're happy. I'm like, people can get <laughs> people can get over the fact that I'm always like beyond excited. No, I'm really excited to have you though. Thank you. Yay, you're here. So I want to. I have to start off as I always do. Do you remember how we met? How we became friends? First time we met. It was at a Screaming Eagles informational really? uh, thing. Yeah, like I might have saw you around campus, but I didn't know you. Mm. I mean, I didn't know anybody freshman year. I was, I was kind of whack, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so I you were saying you whack. <laughs> you I are didn't whack. know anybody. You're whack for saying that you're whack. <laughs> I didn't know anybody. Like I didn't have, uh, I didn't stay in a freshman dorm, so I didn't make like make a lot of friends that year. And I uh-huh. just ended up working like thirty hours a week and just going to class. And so sophomore year, I made a purpose to really put myself out there. And so I saw they had like a informational for a Screaming Eagles meeting. I was like, I'm going to go. This seems fun. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time I had encountered you, like got a chance to just kind of talk to you. And I just started going to the games. And it was just like me and you just kind of just kept talking and connected. And we just started hanging out. And it was just friendship since then. Okay. So I'm going to take that as the truth because I'll be honest. I was thinking it was a different way, but now I'm like, that probably sounds right. Because at first I was thinking, no, I met you your freshman year. But now I think about it, I'm like, no, we didn't meet until I think I was a junior mm-hmm. and everything. And I remember you coming to the game one time. He's like, I told you I was going to come. And I remember you like coming down those like metal steps in the. <laughs> In the stadium, them loud steps. Um, but yeah, I guess you're right. It was it was my junior year, your sophomore year, mm-hmm. and we've been cool. We've been brothers. We're happy and we're singing in colors. I don't know if we could pay for that, so I don't know, I don't know how copyrights work. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was so. That's what nine years. No, it's got to be more than this nine years. Year. This is 2020. This is 2020. So that was about 06. Yeah, 06 ish. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's been, that's a, that's a, we've known each other for a while. For a while. Yes. Well, I'm glad that you're here, doctor. And uh, <laughs> uh, we can just go ahead and jump right in. So, why do you think, or do you think, dating over 30 sucks? Dating over 30 sucks to me, probably because it's one of those things, at least for me, it feels like I should have been somewhere else. Like, by this time, I thought I would have, or, I, you know, I thought I would have been married with children. I thought I would have, you know, be sharing a life with someone. I didn't really see myself at 33, you know, like, living alone, still happy and content. Mm-hmm. But, like, having to pay all the bills by myself all the time, having to take care of myself, cook all my meals, like, just be there for myself. Isn't that annoying? Yeah. I'm sorry. There is there is something about sometimes I'm like, I just got to cook for myself? For yourself every <laughs> week. Or you just eat cereal or go out to eat. Love. So it's just one of those things, like, you have to come to grips of 
maybe your life isn't working out how you planned. And it's like your brain, it just really just thinks differently over 30. And so it's just like you really start reevaluating stuff. And you think about past relationships, like, well, wonder if I would did this differently. Would it have, you know, would have turned out a certain way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny. <laughs> I think it was like a week ago. I was like, I text our friend Phaedra, and I was just like, I'm just so sick of looking at these ingredients and nothing is happening. I just am. I'm sick of having to make this happen for me. Like, I know I need to eat, and I just keep getting up, and it's still there. And I need somebody to make it happen. And Phaedra's like, well, I could come over. And I was like, first off, I know you ain't coming. But <laughs> it was just like... I feel you. There's something, there's these little things that that come to me personally. And I'm just like, see if I had a boo, maybe he'd be like, don't even worry about it. I got like, I'm going to go ahead and make dinner. Even if he's not good at cooking, the fact that it's like there's somebody else who's going to do it for me. Yeah. You know, it's those little things. I just be like, oh, this is so whack. No, like that's, that's on point. Like recently I went to visit a friend and something was going on with my arm like I don't know what it was it was like it was I had this like muscle spasm I don't know and I was so glad out of all the times it could have happened that I was with my friend because he was able to help me kind of just like stretch it out and just do things that I wouldn't have done for myself and like okay have you tried this and was trying to make sure I got the right okay maybe this mineral maybe this vitamin try to put some biofreeze I'm like that's stuff that I would have to do on my uh, own at home, like uh, trying yeah. to undress myself, like do all these things. I'm like, I was so glad I had help mm. in that moment. So I'm just like, those are the things you think about in your 30s. Like you don't really think about, you know, practical stuff like that in you 25, 26. Girl, no. When you're 30, you're like, <laughs> it would be nice to have all. somebody cut the grass. Mm. It would be nice to have somebody repair the gar- garbage disposal. Yeah. Like, it's just nice to be able to so have someone <laughs> to do these, like, very basic things at your house that mm-hmm. now I got to figure out how to do. I got to pay somebody to do. or Because I, I, I don't know how to do this stuff. Yeah. Or even, like, the remembrance of it. Like, I, I remember there was this one guy I was talking to, and um, he was big about, like, car maintenance. And he was just like, his car was pristine. Like, you couldn't even tell what year it was, but car was pristine. And he was like, oh, I get my car washed. I wash my car every weekend. Like, that was something he grew up doing and keeps his car together. And, da, da, da. and I told him, I was like, I couldn't even tell you <laughs> the dates in the last time I got my car washed. And he was like, really? But what was interesting about that encounter was, when he instilled in me why getting his car wash and car maintenance was so important to him and how he grew up with that, it made me really be like, okay, you know, I really do need to be better about mm-hmm. just those basic little car maintenance things. Yeah. So, like, now I make sure I wash my car every month, at least once a month. I'll do better. I'll do it. But with the pandemic, I actually would do it myself. I wash my own. Yeah, I wash my wash truck myself, and yeah. I loved it. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. It's like a little bit of exercise, and mm-hmm. I can make sure my car doesn't have no dents or no scratches or no little weird, you know, whatever. Um, I even know how to buff out scratches, like small scratches on my car. Yeah. yeah but it was something that he brought to the table, yeah. right? Like that that piece of of knowledge that he brought and awareness then made me aware. And like you said, it was like, if I would never met him or if he wouldn't have been around, like my car would probably stay dirty. <laughs> like, especially because I have a dark car, please. I, I literally, I can, <laughs> I could not even name you the times I would wash my truck. And oh, then we, yeah, cause same. you know, I was, I was the smooth, well, it's raining outside. So I'm just going to drive Free fast. <laughs> 
give me that free wash. Girl, I used to get mad on the days that, like, I actually had a garage at one point. Mm. And I was like, dang, it rained outside. And my car still dusty. Right. <laughs> I should have just drove it out. <laughs> so left it on get, the driveway. Yeah, so it can get clean real quick. Like, But it's those little things because I do. Now, granted, like I said, now I do love washing my car. I actually dislike the fact that where I live, I can't wash my own car. I have to pay to get it washed. Mm-hmm. And I had an issue at the car wash the other day. But. If I, like, with me and and getting house, I'm like, oh, I can start washing my car again. Great. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of being a first-time homeowner. I'm looking to be a first-time homeowner soon. There are little things that have an apartment for so long I am terrified of because I'm like, I don't know. How am I going to trust these people? I don't want no random person in my house cleaning my, you know, fixing this and all that. Like, But I'm like, if I had a partner, Mm -hmm. if that's his strong suit, then I can let him handle that. And I'll order dinner for the evening. Like, you know, it's like things that I wish, like you said, it's that idea of like, I wish there were things I could just really take off of my plate. Yeah. And someone else can can help or can um, support. Yeah. So I guess that's what's tricky because it's like you're dating, but it's like you're in this phase of just like wanting. It's like, you know, you want the next step, but it's just like. How do I get there? And then, you know, it's like, for me, it just seems like I've been in just, just dry spell. And it's just like, uh-huh. I want to I get myself out there. Like, I remember, like, it was, it was last year. I was like, you know what, 2020, I'm going to make more of an effort to put myself out there, like, to go, you know, to you go be reading out my mind. Places. I don't like this. <laughs> I got to stop doing these interviews with people I be knowing. <laughs> That was literally what I said. Last episode, I literally just said that with Liz. I was like, 2020, I was supposed, this was supposed to be my year. I was, I just gotten a new job. So, yeah, I was going to be going out and doing the happy. There was not going to be a happy hour you asked me to go to. I wasn't going to go. I right. was I was active in my community and doing community service. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to do, we got some community partnership events mm-hmm. with the men. Absolutely. Okay. And then I remember <laughs> texting my friend, because she'd be like, she's younger, so she always know what's on the scene. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I'll let you know. And then next thing you know. You're like, no, like, for real. Right. <laughs> next thing you know is, we're going to shut everything down. Oh, um, <laughs> like everything, everything? Yes. <laughs> and so, of course, the question came back up. Well, would you consider online dating again? Because I mm. did online date. And, okay. You know, I thought, Wait, this is your first time doing it? No, I did it. You in did it in 2017. the past? 2017. Okay. 2017. And so. You know, I, I I met someone up there. I thought I was gonna work. It ended up not working out. And so I was just like, it can't. It's come up quite a few times since COVID. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll think about. It, I'll pray about it a little more. But I'm like, so I you don't haven't know. done. You haven't done I it haven't ma- this like, year. What even? What platform would I even use? Like I would. That's, a that's thousand. an additional question. I'm like, I don't know. You know, it's interesting. Um, Liz and I. You know, Liz. Mm-hmm. We all went to school together. We were just talking about that last week with our last episode. And, um, you know, when it comes to the online dating and being active in this year, because her thing was like, she was like, I'm not letting COVID stop me. Like, she kept pursuing, whereas for me, I didn't. I was like, "Mm." it put a halt on literally everything. Mm -hmm. I did hinge for like two weeks, I think like two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, it's, I mean, it's a dating app, you know, you got, and the thing is, I would be honest, if, if you're going to do a dating app, I would never discourage you from doing a dating app. There are a lot out there and you can get on all 800 of them and end up meeting the same people on every single one of right. them. Cause that's what ends up happening anyways. Um, and I don't have a, one app is better than the other. Like I wouldn't say get on Tinder. Like you are a God fearing woman. I wouldn't get on Tinder. <laughs> um, yeah, you love the Lord. I wouldn't get on Tinder cause I'm, that's what the heathens at. 
the heathens on Tinder. <laughs> so don't go there. I know you well enough to save you from, don't go on Tinder. <laughs> but somebody going to listen to this. I'm on Tinder and I go to church every weekend. You're a liar. Um, but I've been on every single one of the apps and I've literally had no success mm-hmm. on any of them. Um, but this year I, I assumed that I was like, you know, I'm going to give it a chance, gave it two weeks, didn't. I don't have any outlooks to get back on any of the apps, but I have been trying to figure out how am I going to make it work? Right. Cause I'm like, okay, I know I'm not going to do the apps. Faye tries to still get me on the apps. I'm like, Faye, I'm not doing the apps <laughs> at no more. But I'm also at a point where I'm like, okay, but how is this going to work? Cause right. he's not going to knock on my door randomly. Right? Like you said, what? Maybe. Oh, ma'am, I'm here to fix your garbage disposal. Oh, are you? <laughs> That's also at the beginning of a porno. <laughs> oh, my God. That is literally, that's, <laughs> besides the fact that I don't want him knocking on my door, I definitely don't want him knocking on my door. You might be fine with that two-bell. Oh, my goodness. That literally sounds like how a porno <laughs> starts. You know, it's like, how do we find that medium, right? Yeah. We we are women who are busy. You know, we have our jobs. We have our other jobs that are not right. jobs and community service and other things that we do that fill our life and are fulfilling, but knowing we have that absence. But then it's like, these are the only ways we can communicate, right? Yeah. Like, with apps, like, because to me, it's like, at this point, I'm like, yeah, well, if I'm not out, if I'm not really engaging, how else am I going to meet anybody? Right. So it's, it's, it's a weird space, at least for me, because I know I'm not going to do the apps mm-hmm. personally. It's a really weird space to navigate um, yeah. moving forward. But I, I say do it. Again, not Tinder. <laughs> but I think you should do it. Would you pay? Would you want to yeah, do the pay? Yeah, I paid the first time because I oh, really? Serious. Which one did Which one did you pay? I did match the first time. Oh, because I was serious about it, and like that's the prime reason why I didn't do a Tinder or some of the free ones because you got some people that's just up here playing around and they just you got whole husbands on there. Serial dating. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm really interested in finding someone serious that will lead to marriage, and people oh, okay. that are willing to pay usually are looking for something for real because mm-hmm. you can get something play for free all the time. Ooh, come on now. <laughs> it, but it's it's funny because I I pay for eHarmony. Mm-hmm. I paid. I did eHarmony. I paid. And at the time when I did it, I was um, I was working in education. So the whole point of it was because I'm like, I work in education. It's a female dominated, you know, thing. And yeah. I was coaching. So I'm like, I'm literally around women, girls, you know, all the time. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to meet anybody unless I step out and, and pay for it. Because that was the same thing. I was like, well, if you're paying, I naturally assume you're serious yeah. about it. Like, why would you pay if you're just out here trying to date? Because like you said, the free ones, you can do that easily. Right. And I live in D.C. You can go out. Like, why even pay if you're just serial? Then you can go to a bar and, and pick up people right. and, and waste their time. 2015. <laughs> That's what um, it is. It is. So I, I wanted to go into to my next question, which is very interesting. You talked about dating. Um, how does that how does that look? You know, because you are, you know, an active member in your church and you, you know, you're very strong and very versed in your your Christianity. So how does that work in what you're looking for and how your dating life has been? That's a great question um, because it's, it can be tough because sometimes you want to just, like, put some stuff down. 
Um, it's just like, well, you know, maybe he doesn't have to be this, and then you maybe try. But I'm at the place in my life, I'm just not going to entertain certain things anymore. Mm. So if you're not, if we're not the same mind as far as faith related, then it's like we, we don't have anything to really talk about because it may not seem like an issue at first when it's in that lovey-dovey phase. Mm-hmm. But once it's a thing, it's just like, you know, I don't want to have to make you come to church. I don't want to have to make you read. I don't, if I'm going through something, I don't want to have to keep begging you to pray with me and for me. Like those should be things wow. that you should, you know, you should be able to see one because we spent time, we're spending time together. And two, because you're growing spiritually, too, we should be able to navigate each other in life together. It's like, you know what? This is a big decision. Let's pray about this. Or even you check me on my stuff. Like, that's one thing I love talking about to my friends. I have a prayer circle that we meet uh, weekly, um, you know, via Facebook and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Y'all not doing it in person. I'm just, no. <laughs> I'm joking. The crazy part, we've been doing, like, um, it will be a call, a conference call, or now we kind of get on Facebook uh, Messenger and chat with each other. Um, through video chat there, but sometimes I remember talking to them. I'm like, yeah, I just been having like an attitude, a funky attitude lately. I've been irritated, and one of my friends was like, well, what's your prayer life like? And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, it has fallen off. And so to be able to have someone that can kind of check you and call you on that stuff, it's just uh-huh. like you've been noticing, like you be getting real irritated. Like, have you, have you, are you still praying every morning? Like, what's going on? Let's do pray you meditate now. too? Do you do any um, like meditation to really just calm and center yourself and just get? things off of your mind do you do not that necessarily too and not okay. to say i'm against it i just don't necessarily do like and i my meditate maybe that won't look the same as everyone else so for me like when i pray in the morning it's just spending a few moments after i've done all my talking and you know worshiping and all that stuff it's just me taking time just quiet time to just mm. hear because prayer is a dialogue Mm-hmm. And we spend so much time talking God's head off, and we say, "Amen." We go about our business. He don't <laughs> ever tell us nothing. It's just like, well, I've been trying to. You've been asking for all. You this said stuff. talking God's head off. <laughs> that's what we do. Sorry, We've been talking funny. your head yeah. off. Yeah. And He's trying to get you the answer. And so sometimes, like I'm on a prayer call, and you're just, and where I'm not praying, I'm just listening, and I'll just start to get ideas about stuff. And it's just like, oh, I need to hurry up and write this down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really what, to me, what I guess my quiet time looks okay. like. It's just like allowing God to just, you know, give you the answer you need, give you the peace you need for the day. Because um, mm-hmm. I, it, I promise you, like I'll, I try to keep my journal nearby because, like, I, I'll have like pages of just an idea and I don't know how that idea is going to manifest and when, mm-hmm. but it's just like, Oh gosh, I got to really write this down because I don't know if I'm going to remember this later on. Okay. And so that's that time of, of quiet time and meditation that it looks like for me. Okay. Interesting. And so see, I, I know one thing when I, when we were back in school, um, I used to, I, I went to one of the local churches and, um, I never went to church looking for a man, right? But I do believe that that was always kind of a common thing, specifically churches that are around college students mm-hmm. and have a large college community in the churches. That felt, that was, and granted, we're in North Carolina, right? We're in school in North Carolina, so I know it's the Bible Belt, and it's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I felt when we were in school and I would go to church on Sundays or, you know, maybe a little Wednesday night if I knew Sunday I wasn't going to make it or whatever. I just remember the the church I was at was very it was a lot about relationships. Mm-hmm. It was it was very heavy on the relationships and the finding your husband. And I felt they they in my opinion, they laid a lot on the women to find your husband 
you know, you in college and I know y'all about to get out here. But, you know, you know, having that a good man by your side, I felt they had so many little conferences and these little Mm -hmm. things for women. And for men, I felt men were it was very lax because it was like be a good man. I still be a good man. Be, you know, as long as you a good man and you you just, you know, be a man. They don't even know. So they don't even really define what no. it is. But they'd be like, just be a good exactly. man. Exactly. It's just black box for them. It's, and I don't know who yeah. I was listening to recently. And they were talking about, maybe it was Derek Jackson. I follow him on Instagram. Okay. Um, and he's like, you men have like these bare minimum features and they think that qualifies as good. Oh, I have a yes. job and I have to to jail. So? Okay. <laughs> so has a lot of men. That doesn't make you special. Yeah. I literally met this one man. I was at a, a conference in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and me and a girl, we just kind of went out, um, just hanging out on the on the towns. We never had been to New Orleans before, and he told me he was like, you know, I'm a I'm what they call a a, a unicorn or a black unicorn. I'm like, oh my god, black I men. I don't know where they got this black I unicorn I thing. I didn't know what he was talking about though, and I was like, girl, yes, that's a thing. They be like, out here really thinking it's a thing. Yeah. I'm like. No, what? A degree and no kids and no felonies and, and stuff. Job. Yeah. Like, child, he was like, he was single and he's cho- choosing to be single. Do you know how old this man was? Child, he was like 48. I said good A night. mess. Goodbye. Good night. I'm sorry. Like, good and bye. You can do nothing for me. You want to keep playing around at 48. By the time you're ready to settle you're trying down, to maybe, be, it don't work no more. As I like I'm to good. say, uh, you're trying to be a forever bachelor. You I'm can good. go ahead and have that. Okay. It's so funny. So that whole black unicorn thing, that was like a... That's, like, been a real thing, like, oh, you know, I'm a black unicorn and da-da-da-da. And it's basically black men, not all, but a black man who doesn't have kids, like, no kids, no baby mama, um, never been to jail, and highly educated, like, beyond a bachelor's degree. Mm Because I think there was this whole controversy with this, um, this young black man. Uh, who posted the lawyer? The yeah, the lawyer that graduation picture and all that stuff. I'm God's gift to black women. I'm the unicorn that they looking for and all that stuff. And it was so many black women who was like, first off, you ain't even cute. <laughs> You're dusty. <laughs> Your hair on uneven. Right. <laughs> Ankles ashy. Like, because the thing for uh, I feel like with black women and, and when we when I bring it back to, and I I brought that up because when it pertains to the church that I went to and I felt that was kind of the running theme in a mm-hmm. lot of black churches even non denominational was this idea like women you need to prep you need to do the work yeah. you need to put in the time the effort listen to our elders you know listen to the elders of the church listen to first lady. About, you know, what she does to be the strength behind pastor. But then I felt when it came to the men, it would be like Nothing. maybe Bible. It might be like Bible study. You know, the church, the, the men of the church always want to do like a football Sunday thing. Mind you, all the rest of the women like we watch football, too. Girl. We come to church with our jerseys on because we're diehard fans, too, like. Get past this whole stereotype, because yep. to me, it's, it started to then fit into that Christian stereotype of, well, you know, women don't do football, and women don't do this, and women need to know how to do these kind of subservient and, and mm-hmm. stereotypical female duties, right? The woman or the wife's duties. Yeah. But then the men could sit here and be pigs, in my opinion. I it mean, was like the men wrong. could sit here and, you know, watch the game and stuff like that. I even, even my close guy friends. You know, even Brian's like, you know, I don't need no woman sitting there bothering me while I'm watching the game, turn off the game, but I want to talk. I'm thinking to myself, I don't want you talking when I'm watching the game. <laughs> when my G-men are on, 
keep it pumping, brother. Don't you ask me for nothing. The Frigidaire is over there. <laughs> like, it, 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 I felt like when it came to some of those, what were supposed to be Christian values in the church, started to be like, we are not turning back the hands of time right. anymore, right? We have to be able to evolve and find a balance. Right. But I, for me, that was always one thing that bothered me the most. Like, I remember our church had this um, this Valentine's Day social, and they wanted all the single women to come, and they really wanted the college girls to come out. So they were really we present. Mostly women and no it, men. Tuh, it was two dudes. Mm-hmm. But they were pressing the girls to come. Yep. And it was so crazy because it was like me, it was some of my classmates who it went. Sierra was there. And we sitting here going, we're like, okay, you know, let's go and do this for the church. Yeah, for the for the work. Girl, we walked in there and I was like, yeah, we're gonna be out of here by the smooth five. uh, One of those events one time. Really? And it's just like it's four guys here and it's like 45 women 40 and so just like, you know, and i don't like to feel like i'm competing with anybody absolutely because like, I'm, I'm not i'm not about to do that i'm not competing f- with any especially another black woman another woman i'm not competing because what you want is is not gonna be the exact same mm-hmm. thing i want what works for you definitely ain't gonna be what works for me yeah yeah i'm with you and i think for a lot of women that especially young that are in church now, like you regularly go to church. I think we've got to the place just like, yeah, this whole church men and church thing may not happen for me. And you know, and that's okay. Wow. Like he may not be here because I, I remember being, I think at my church now I came in, it's a larger church. I'm not mm-hmm. used to going to larger churches. And I was like, I feel like all the men that would, that be, that would be my age. They're already married. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the men that I see, it's just like they come here after they've been married or after they're dating someone. So it's just like they're not here just being single. Like you see mm. just a lot of single women. And it was a, a young lady at my church. We had like a singles thing. And she commented about that. She was like, is a black church keeping women single? Wow. Because it's just like, you know, you have us thinking that he's going to come. You're going to meet him in church. And that might not be that might not be the case. Like. It may not. Why? That's you, a woo. You may meet him in the marketplace. You may meet him online. But as long as y'all share the same values, that's okay. Like, we can, if he want to come to your church, that's fine. If you want to go to his church, that's fine. But we have to stop this idea that we're going to, we're going to come to church and meet him there. Because be honest, if you look at the demographic of your church, he probably ain't there. He ain't. No, he is not in attendance. He is not. <laughs> and not single and in attendance. Mm-mm. Because, you know, that was, that was the big thing. Wow, that kind of that kind of that that comment really knocked me because I think back and I look back to being in my church, you know, especially being in school. Like I said, I was there my formative years in undergrad and then throughout grad school. And when it came to making connections and meeting guys, I never met anybody mm-hmm. at right. church. Never. No matter what the church was doing, whether it was sports day, so he knows I'm in the sports and the I never mm-hmm. met anybody at church. Most of the guys that I met and I dated and all these other things, they were never in right. church. Now, whether they went to their own church and had their own, you know, relationship with God and all those things, those are things that, you know, you find out and you meet. But that is such a powerful statement because, like I said, the idea was when we did that singles ladies ministry, I also looked at it as where's the pressure on men yes, in the church? Exactly. Because my thing was when we go to church, when we, they, cause our church would do, um, they would do certain events and ministries on campus. Mm-hmm. 
And when they did campus stuff, it would be a lot of dudes, a lot of people that we knew we went to school with. Mm-hmm. And then I would see all of these guys. Again, they were single. They were all at these events at church. But when it came to single events, where was the pressure on the men, yeah. the single men, to be there? Mm-hmm. And even I remember at the event, they were like, yeah, you know, I, we only got a few brothers in here, but we got they some good brothers. And all the women would say, I'm going to tell you exactly. You know what we did right after that? We took a few pictures because we was cute. And me and Sierra went to the club. Because it was, <laughs> we did. Because it was, it was. I will never forget, it was a Thursday night. No, sorry, it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday. We were cute. And we were like, you know what? We didn't want to think about that anymore, right? Like, we were like, I'm not, we're not even thinking about that. We're not even going to go there about how janky this was, how, because, again, that was kind of our, I felt that, at least for me, I know that was my feeling of, like, all these dudes be in church. Praise and worship team got straight men in it. You know, you see all these men here. You see men greeting oh, men. Had men. Yeah, and not, not straight men. Men with wedding bands. Like, so we were in this environment, this, this, this safe environment, mm-hmm. where there's this idea that they're there, they're good men, they out here, you know, singing and, and understanding the word, and we can praise again. But then it's like when it came to the idea of marriage and, and partnerships and dating and all that stuff, they weren't there. Mm-hmm. And me, I, I remember being like, girl, we just go, let's just go have a good time. Because it's Saturday night. We want to have a good time. I'm not even trying to think about this. I don't right. even feel like being in my feelings about this while wasting my time here. There's never any pressure on men to do this. And I, I'm just going to enjoy myself. And, girl, we went, to the, we went out that night, <laughs> and we had a blast. We had a great time. Like, our girlfriends was out. We were just, and everybody was looking cute until, you know, of course, them clubs back in college, you know, get hot and sweaty. <laughs> get a little human. Edges start lifting. But <laughs> we had a good time. But I, 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 it was very interesting because that was going to be the next thing I was going to ask was similar to, like, what are your expectations? Like, do you think you'll find him in church or in, in there, and I think you answered it pretty good. But do you, you don't, do you, I mean, you would like to, or? I mean, it would be nice, but mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not holding my breath for it. Like, <laughs> if I meet him, you know, at the grocery store, if I meet him, I mean, I don't even know where I meet him because I don't even know where to go now. Like, it's. Well, Phaedra says just, you got to, you meet your king at Whole Foods. She, what, hold on, what she <laughs> wait, let me write this down. What she say? <laughs> she met, she went at Whole Foods? Whole Foods. Phaedra said that's where she be meeting her kings okay. at, girl. The kings be at Whole so Foods. So I need to take some trips to Whole Foods now. Just, just so he may be at the Whole Foods. He, yeah, you know, girl. He may be, child. <laughs> that's where you're going to find your king. It was, <laughs> I was at Aldi, child. And I don't know if this man was trying to talk to me or what, but it was just I like, don't know if kings are at Aldi. I, know. I don't know. Girl, this, that's a, that was not mine there. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like, I may just meet him out and about. And that's mm-hmm. okay, but... I. I think that's something that we as uh, women need to be okay with. And then as well as just older people that are in that traditional mindset. Like, well, I met my husband at church. I'm like, well, you grew up in a different time. Mm. You also got married at like two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's, that's what's so interesting about being a believer in like 2020 is that in over 30, however you want to say it, like mm-hmm. in this day and age where we are now, it's that you have people that got married very young and then like in the 80s and 90s. Like you, first of all, you can't relate to me because you got married very young. So mm-hmm. you don't know what it's like to have desires, to want to be married, want to have children mm-hmm. and all these things. And it's just like, it just hasn't been fulfilled yet. And I also think the access, access was so different yeah. back then. I mean, <clears throat> we, I feel like we grew up in a time where 
the idea of meeting your your king in a club and stuff it was like mm, you ain't gonna find no love in the club i mean it was a song about it yeah. right like you're not gonna find that person in those those areas but some of people some folks parents out here was like i was at a party yeah some people i was, was at a party. there's some people's parents who was like i was actually at a party and this you know and i saw this beautiful woman and da, da, da. i was at you know the club and i was with my friends and they were with their friends and that's how and mm-hmm. i think even that because even like there was a shaming of where yeah. you found your husband mm-hmm. or where you would find a mate because it was like well don't, y'all going to the club you gonna find you ain't gonna find no riffraff in there and it's mm-hmm. like you don't know where you're going to meet people. Right. We and and especially because we're in such a fast culture. Our culture is way faster. Like you don't have to do a lot to find out if you're interested or not in somebody. Remember like sh- any guy I meet, I'm on the I'm on all the socials. I'm on the social media, I'm on the Googles. I have friends who do it even better than me. So mm-hmm. I tell them, like, oh, yeah, his name is so-and-so. Oh, looking at that his picture so right now. Yes. Right. <laughs> looking at his picture right now. Like, oh, that's him? Oh, okay, he used to do this. Da, 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 da. I already got private investigators. Girl, right. <laughs> right. I look, they be, your friends find out the deets on it, and then it's like, so you just wait for them to come clean about stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did. But oh. even the fast society of it, think about it. Your private investigator friends, your <laughs> PI homegirls, will find so much information on him before y'all even set up a time to meet yeah, again. That's real. That sometimes, and I'm guilty of it, you end up not even talking to the person because you're like, well, I don't already saw everything that I need to know about you that I know is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in that situation? I know I have. I've been like, mm, nope, I don't already found enough. It's like, no, thank you. Um, I've had some friends find some stuff and. To the point, and I don't know if it was them trying to discourage me or just wanted me to be aware. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, but I feel like the end of that, it was just be open to see what happens. Like, it was nothing crazy that it was just like, okay. girl, you know, he was a murderer. Like, it was nothing like, oh, <laughs> it looks like they might have done this at some a long time mm-hmm. ago. But, you know, just see how you feel when see what happens. So, yeah, I think sometimes friends do that. And depending on how bitter they are, it may be, girl, you might want to run. Um, but sometimes it's just like, I just want you to be aware because sometimes dudes don't, they have a tendency to withhold information. Ooh, especially marriages. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Other women. <laughs> but, or children. I'm joking. Or children, yeah. yeah. They have a tendency to withhold information. And so sometimes that your private investigator friends can be helpful because it's like, you know, because I did meet a guy and he was, he was going through a separation. He had two small children. And so he eventually told me, but I already knew the whole time. Mm. And it was just like, I'm waiting for you to tell me. And a part of it is like, how long is it going to take for you to tell me this? Mm. Because to me, it's just like, because they'll say, they'll justify say it's not lying, but it's not having integrity. Like you oh, are withholding okay. information and you know this per- per- particular piece of information can change the reje- trajectory of our relationship. Absolutely. And you've chosen to withhold it. And so it's one of those things like, I appreciate my private investigator friends for letting yeah. you know, and so I can keep it in the back of my mind. And it comes sometimes it help keeps you helps you keep the guy honest, but um, but it lets you see like how long is he gonna let this go on and waste your time before he's gonna come clean about? Because some stuff okay. is not it's not negotiable. Like why would you want to deal with a woman that that does not accept your children? Absolutely. Why would you want to deal with someone maybe that doesn't want to deal with a man that's been divorced before? Like that is their ability to choose. That yeah, I, I would say hide. with kids, I can I can anytime I especially over 30, you meet guys with kids. And that's kind of that was one of the first things I think from when I was in my 20s and my expectations definitely changed once I hit yeah. 30 it was about kids because I that's was like. True. 
men over 30 at this point hell yeah. women over 30 any of us over 30 at yeah. this point having kids is kind of like, eh, that's kind of it's gonna happen yeah. um but the divorce thing that's generally a, a red flag mm-hmm. you know to me that there's there's a lot that goes into the conversation after hey i was married and divorced mm-hmm. um and i'm 35 you know it's, and it's like a lot more common than you yeah. think um and for me that's not necessarily a deal breaker because oh yeah i wouldn't say it's a deal breaker it's just that but that's a bigger dynamic yeah it's something we gotta talk about and i don't need you to hide that piece of information from yeah me because i need to know are you still running from commitment or was this just a, like a, something that it was out of your control and maybe it went left and you didn't expect like i need to know the backstory let's talk about mm-hmm. this have you grown do you do you recognize your fault do you want to get this? married again do you want to get married again are you so damaged and scarred yeah. so it's, it's a lot and you know that information cannot be withheld absolutely and and i think that's what like you said the pi friends are always good for that too <laughs> the good ones the mm-hmm. thorough ones yeah um they're really good for that because um i know at least for me because i would say i am currently i'm not i'm single but i'm not currently dating dating like i'm not obviously actively pursuing <laughs> and um for me it's always good to know like is this somebody who might be involved like is this somebody who might actually have a <laughs> a girlfriend or is or is like you said is this somebody who may not truly be committed to the to the cause so it's you know I think that's the hardest part about being over 30 because I feel like we now have we all not in a negative way but we all have a lot more baggage we We all have so much more baggage over 30 than we did when we were in our 20s and we have that baggage and we have to understand like okay can we both carry this yeah can I sift through can I you have to sit through and realize what you can and can't deal with. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you meet someone, you know, like some of our friends in college that got married after college, it's just like, you know, they don't have any children than anyone else. Yeah. They don't have all this other stuff that they've been And they've never had that big, that, you know, we had access in school to everybody, but this world that we live in now, because we just celebrated our 10 year last mm-hmm. year, you know, 10 years ago, the access we had was, we didn't even have Instagram. Nope. Remember, we just, just Twitter just got popping when we were leaving school. Mm-hmm. And now you have just even more access yep. to people, their information, the type of guy you want. And, and, and I think even with dating apps, it makes it even harder because that is, you know, at times the dating apps can be even more superficial because you're deciding people based on, based on how they look just the look filter or not you know i would see guys and i'm like Mm-mm, double chin nope dog Bye. nope <laughs> hair thinning at the top but it was like i probably swiped left on some guys who were probably amazing yeah. we could have had a lot in common but it's like we have to because of the fast access we have it's like you have to be able to first visually think mm-hmm. yes and then to scroll up a little bit more. And, you know, to me, even I got so bad. This is how many day naps I've been on. <laughs> I'm so bad with it that there are certain types of pictures <laughs> I will swipe no for. Give me an example. So, um, gym pics. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of gym pics. Because they be thirst trapping. Everyone knows what the gym picture is for guys. It's the 
I'm in the gym. I just finished sweating. I got the little band on or whatever. And you, you got, got your gloves. Around. Yeah, of course, you got that thin shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that super thin shirt. Mm-hmm. And you always have that weird side cock looking down at the camera as the camera's <laughs> taking a picture of your body. It's obnoxious. That gym pic drives me nuts. I hate gym pics. Hate gym pics. If all of your pictures are the same crop. So if all of your pictures are just ah! chest up. You got a belly. Or if all, yeah, or if all of your pictures are the same, like I do not know how to pose for a bunch of pictures, but I give a variety of pictures. Like I'll give a cute, I went out for the night, like a cute outing or um, like a dress up pic. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do a casual pic. And then I'll do maybe an outdoor pic, like me hiking or, you know, me on top of a mountain or me or, or, you know, running or something like me doing a race. And then I'll do, I always make sure I have a full body pic and then I'll just have just an upper body pic. So I like to do a variety of pics. So they know exactly what you're right. doing. But also because I'm my hair is natural, I also do a variety of, well, anyone who knows me knows I have like a million different pictures and my hair always looks different. But I also want you to know like my hair is going to always look different. So yeah. I don't want you to see me as some girl with straight hair all the time because if you're somebody who's not comfortable with girls who are natural, specifically if you outside of if you're not a black man and you're not comfortable with girls who are natural, I want you to be able to see that. Yeah. Cause I feel like also with black men, and this is here's the gem I'm gonna give out. Black men love girls. I know a lot of black men who love natural girls. Yeah. Love our froze, love our kinks, love our curls. But we have to get it there. And that getting it there process <laughs> may not be beautiful it may not be pretty it probably isn't pretty that is actually something that i think about when it's time like for me to like live with a man and be married i'm like yeah they're gonna see that ugly face you (laughs) have to realize that if you want this you want angela davis fro you want your queen for me to look like that you gotta be there on wash day (laughs) i'm gonna have to look at times, like Lil Bow Wow from the Shut 2000s. <laughs> I am. I'm going to have to look like ASAP Rocky. Shut up. <laughs> and I'm, the reason why I say this is important, because I have guys like, I love black women with natural hair. I, I've heard white guys like, I love I love the natural hair. Like, I love the froze, and none of that bothers me. Even um, do you watch Insecure? Yeah. You remember a like this year Asian Bay and he was like, yeah, my actual girlfriend is black and like I get it, like I, I don't mind greasing her hair, shea butter, you know, her hair tied up and all that stuff. And I'm like, you have to love that. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, I will call you know him, but we'll call him um, Scott. So I remember one time I came down to North Carolina, and I was hanging with Faye, but um. I was coming to see Scott and I stayed with him and he's always seen me with my hair out. Mm -hmm. And even when we were in school, he always saw me done like together. So because I was staying with him and I knew I was going to have my hair out and kinky, my hair was already cornrowed and all this other stuff. (laughs) And, and, and I remember um, the day of I put because, you know, naturally, if I'm going to go out, I'm have my, I'm doing my makeup first. Right. Then I take my right. hair out. We're just giving y'all gems. This is what we do to, to look good for y'all. Mm-hmm. But I do my makeup and he comes. And he looks in the bathroom and he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he literally goes, 
so this is what your hair looks like before it's big, like before you do the, the thing and you have your hair out and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, because even when he had hair, he used to, he was a wash and go type of dude because guys always have that good hair where they can right. just wash and go and they don't never got to do no twist. Right. So I was like, yeah, this is my method. This is what I have to do. I have to corn roll or braid it and then I'm going to take it out. I said, it's going to look cute once I fluff it and pluck it and, you know. And he was like, oh, I know. I've seen, he's like, I've seen your hair. I know it's going to look good. I just didn't know you had to always, it looks like this before. Dang. And I was like, yes, this is. This is what I look like unfiltered. He's like, there's nothing wrong with it. He's like, but like, how often do you got to do this? And I was just like, you know, I can go a few days without, but you know, there may be certain parts of my hair I do have to retwist or re cornroll or re redo so it'll look fresh and it'll last. I was like, but I don't have to do, I don't look like this every night. That takes time. It takes time, yeah. And <clears throat> I remember him just being like, oh. And I felt like it was his head turning of like, is that something I want to look at <laughs> with the girl I'm dating, right? right? Or is that something I want to look at with a, a woman that I like? But that's the thing. I think we all have those moments, especially with those apps. We we look at the superficial things. But, yeah, you, you have to remember, like, there are steps that you have to take to kind of get to that. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know if you've ever had those experiences, but. Because, you know, I cut my hair um, <clears throat> really short mm. and I got a lot of like compliments and they were like not even compliments of trying to talk to you or you over sexualizing me. It was just like, wow, like you're really beautiful. I really like that hair. Mm. But, you know, when I when I let it grow longer, you know, I do experiment more and it, I may experiment with weave and do different mm-hmm. things. So I was dating someone at the time and you know who that person was. And I would do oh. things. I like to d- add hair to make my um, I look more full sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I like added some like little twists here, a little piece of hair there. And he saw it. He was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Just get out of the bathroom." Mm-hmm. Like, and so it wasn't a pleasant experience. So it's one of those things. It's like I need you to be okay that if this is a look that I want, sometimes I may add a little hair mm-hmm. and like, you're little not zhuzh. going to, you know, <laughs> you're not going to like be weird about it. Yeah. This hair. Yeah. Well, I, I want to ask this question. Cause I, th- so we, we've been talking forever. We were up like super late we talking. Were. Um, <laughs> and one thing I thought was really interesting when we talked, we talked about the show girlfriends and our feelings about it. And we we talked about one of the characters and this like fantasy, this little her enchanted love. Y'all remember we talked about it. And I remember being like, I think the comment I made last night was just like, it was just so unrealistic. (laughs) (laughs) But you were like, no, like you you were like, this is real. Like that can happen, like to fall in love and this and the other. And I'm just like, no. It's bull. Like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. We, we talked about the fantasy of love. What are your thoughts about that? Like, you really believe that you can really fall in love and deeply in love with somebody that you I really do. don't know or love at first sight? I do. Now, I felt like I did have a love at first sight. Okay. And, and I, it was. It was with somebody at Central, and you and Bridget just swore we liked each other. I mean, we did, but, like, it never happened um, because he was always in a relationship with someone else, and I never wanted to overstep my bounds. Why do I feel like I know who you're talking about? We'll get to that after the show's over. But, um, but so, in 
okay. <laughs> and so we did, and we, we just stayed friends, and that was it, but we really did have a connection. Um, but I do believe it can happen. Now, not to say, I'm, I don't know if I'm advocating for just running out and jumping and getting married. Okay. You met, because so you wouldn't do like married at first sight or something crazy like that? I don't think I would do that because Whew, you need to see this person in all aspects of this person. Because like when I met um, the guy that I was in a relationship with a few years ago, um, it did happen really fast. So we fell for each other really fast. But the same Like time, when you say fast, like. Do you mean like in a year or two years? Um, like I'll say we met online, and so most of our initial time was spent just talking. Mm. It wasn't, um, you know, like sometimes when you're going out and about and you get physical really quickly, you can kind of lose sight of things. But like we yeah. spent the first few weeks, we had met in person. We spent the first few weeks just talking and getting to know each other. And so when we actually did meet in person, we like, okay, we actually, this is this is what their picture delivered. Okay. And, okay, that's a check. Okay, you you dress nice. That's another check. Yes. Okay. And so it we fell for each other like probably within like what two, three months. It was like we were oh, really wow. like, oh wow, like this really might be it. But you know, we didn't just jump and get married right then. It, it was, you know, we took time to continue to get to know each other. And over time it came to find out I should I didn't need to marry this person. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Because it's like everyone looks great, you know, within the first three months, because that's that mm-hmm. honeymoon phase. Absolutely. But it really does need to take time. Do you want to have children like in the show? Like that might mm-hmm. be a deal breaker. Or, you know, maybe you are more into those traditional roles and we hadn't yet talked about that. Okay. So it's just, you know, yeah, I believe that that feeling, because love really is a feeling that can come and go mm-hmm. so when people fall in i love as natural um but it's one of those things it's like you really need to examine like wholeheartedly and even seeking wise counsel about it mm-hmm. like you know talk to other people talk to other men other women that's been married before like hey you know can you i want to just do a double date let's check this guy out yeah because they can see stuff that you don't see because you still got your love blinders on. oh yeah mm-hmm. and i think and that's the reason why the idea of like that fantasy of love or like being enchanted and <laughs> it to me is always tough because i'm just like to me that's just such a momentary thing and it just always seems so fictionalized Mm -hmm. so it's like and I don't think I've ever really fell in that type of way right Mm -hmm. I never really felt like oh my god I met him he's amazing and he's this and he's that and I I just the only person I can think of um was when we were in school we did fall fast but I think it's because we fell we had so much going on and we did like each other and we liked being around each other and he was funny and I was funny and da 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 da. We didn't really have, to be honest, we never really had any issues. He just, he was young and I think his, and I think he might've said it, but he was just like, I knew what you wanted and what you deserved and I just wasn't ready to do that because I was young. He was like, I was still, I hadn't dated a lot of other girls. I hadn't been with a lot of girls. I hadn't experienced this. I just started college. So the idea of being with somebody, because he was younger, you remember, mm-hmm. he was younger than me. So he's like, the fact, like, I, how am I going to be with a senior who's ready to start her life and start a career? And I'm just starting now. <laughs> like, I just remember my A2O number. <laughs> ah! <clears throat> so that, to me, was probably the fastest but again, I think there was always still a reality of it, of like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, yeah, I'm really feeling them. But it was still like, eh, I don't know. Like, I, you know, that kind of little doubt in me, always like being semi-cynical or whatever. But I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I believe in the romance of it. Maybe I've just 
not met someone who's Maybe. swept me off of my feet. And but I you have. Yeah, I have. And I think it's okay. Like that um, that picture you, you shared um, not too long ago about like your life can look like this or this and you can still be happy. Mm-hmm. So some people, they might have had that very quick love and it, it was sustainable. Yeah. But other people, they were friends for years. I had that instance where I dated someone that I was friends with for years mm-hmm. and I just thought it, it made the most sense. And it didn't even tell me. Ugh. Let it go, girl. We're going to let let. I mean, it was a lot happening. We, I mean, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but that didn't work. So it's it's things can happen differently. Like it may be someone that you couldn't stand and maybe because it was something silly. Mm-hmm. And once you let your guard down, like you realize this is a person for you. But I think it's okay however love happens, however marriage happens for you. But like just I would say just don't be closed-minded how, or uh, reject that it could happen like that for someone else. Yeah. So are you – do you – are you in love with that idea? Like, do you want that? Do you want the sweeping me off my feet? And I would absolutely and love the, that. Really? I would, I would love it, but it's not one of those things that if you don't come that way, then I'm just, I'm not going to, oh, no, I don't want, you're not it because you didn't sweep me off. Yeah. Because it's I like, didn't feel the sparkles. Yeah, like, that's nice. Or but the, um, what do they call it? The, the fireworks. Yeah, but it's saying we're, we're, we're over 30 now. Yeah. And it's sometimes you just, the practical stuff sweeps you off your feet now. Okay. You know, like, oh, you heard, what, somebody did something like, um, they came over and it's just like they heard something sounded funny and it's just like, let me look at that. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as you, as you stroke your hair, your hair behind your ear. Well, like, you got okay. some tools? I got you a little got- something, but, uh, it's funny you say, <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. I, there are three things I feel with men that I feel that they should be able to have just like with women. And it is, it's those little things. Ooh, you know what that just reminded me of? What? You remember, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him driveway. So you can figure out who I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> we were in school and driveway one time. Um, we were in the new dorms and I had just met him and I don't remember how we met on campus and he was really nice, and, you know, we was talking and all this other stuff. And I remember just being like, he's a really nice guy, but I don't know if I'm, like, feeling him like that. And I remember he came over to the room, and it's it literally what you just said. He was like, what's, um, what's wrong with y'all toilet? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, your toilet's running. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Right, we, we don't be <laughs> I don't, knowing. It's so funny because, like, that wasn't even, that's not even a real response. Your toilet is running. I don't know. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> do, you, do you not know You don't running? know if it's running? Right. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I don't know. He's like, I think your toilet is running. So he goes into our bathroom. And mind you, we're in the dorm. So he goes to the bathroom. He's like, yeah, your, your toilet's running. So I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. I don't. I kept saying, I don't know. That's always my go-to. <laughs> I don't know. And so he was like, oh, I'm about to go out and get my tools from the truck. And um, he's like, I'm going to get my tools from the truck, and I'm going to come fix it. And I said, you don't got to do all that. Like, this is a dorm. Like, I'll just <laughs> tell the RA. Like, I was like, oh, I'll just tell the RA, you know, have the maintenance people come and do whatever needs to be done. He was like, your toilet's running. It ain't even that deep. It'll take me a few minutes with my tools, and I'll fix it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, if that's the 
that's what's going to keep you happy. Now, mind you, I'm thinking, I thought we was going to go in here, watch a little, you know, loving basketball and, you nah. know. <laughs> you know, your undergrad days, you know, watch a little loving basketball, give you a massage, and, you know. Fast forward. <laughs> and then we're praying together. <laughs> <laughs> And then we're praying. And so, literally, I remember he left, and I was like, all right, whatever. I don't even know he's going to come back and win. What is he going to fix? <laughs> How you stop it from running? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and he came back. He had his tools. He stopped it from running or whatever. He was like, all right, so look, yeah, y'all still call to, you know, tell your RA and all that stuff, but, like, it should be good. And I'm thinking to myself, so, I so is it th- does it not flush? Like I just kept being like, what? but it was the attractiveness because I was like, dang, like he really went and got tools and fixed it, and right. you telling me what I need now, to do. Now imagine how you would have felt at this age, right? here. Oh, absolutely. You'd be like, so I mean, what you doing tomorrow? Right? Like, <laughs> is there anything? Hungry? Like I would have been like, I'm gonna turn everything off. Is there anything else you hear? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you hungry? I could wear something else. Right. <laughs> Little mashed potatoes. Right. <laughs> Little mess, Eddie Kenny, a little ham. <laughs> you know, <laughs> little collard greens, little sweet peas. You know, just a little something I'ma throw. <laughs> I don't eat ham. We we don't eat ham. We were just joking. Right. Pork is better. But <laughs> it's just it was. Then it was impressing. Like mm-hmm. even then, it was very impressing. And I remember I joked about that. Like somebody like y'all, he came here trying to fix stuff. They was like, Girl, "That's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good man. Okay. Better keep you him. He can fix stuff. You better keep you him." <laughs> and but the funny thing about it was it was impressive then, mm-hmm. but even especially it was impressive then because I was like, oh, cool. He knows how to fix things. Mm-hmm. 20-year-old me. like, And I think literally that was my sophomore year, so I was literally 20. Mm-hmm. 34-year-old me, about to be 35-year-old me. So you got all your two, uh, two and you can fix, and you don't not know what you're doing you're not youtube fixing right you just naturally know how things are and are not supposed to look feel oh, do that. with a plate <laughs> you just lean with a plate you lean with a plate a dessert i'm gonna start cooking stuff that i know is in the back of the cabin like <laughs> i need to dust these <sighs> dust this off anyway <laughs> i'm going ahead and make this man a plate <laughs> look go break something else in the face right <laughs> <laughs> kicking your faucet like you just but there's there's something beautiful about that that if a, if a, a guy your partner whomever can bring that to the table, mm-hmm. it's to me it's like we it's funny with this conversation because in many of the other ones we talk about some of the intangibles right like yeah. you're you know are you someone who's you know Christian or faith based are you somebody who's doing the work are you understanding your triggers are you emotionally there or are you um, financially getting yourself to a certain place. Like we talk about a lot of the intangibles, but there are a lot of those tangible things, in my opinion, that are so important. And yeah. I think sometimes we forget that because like I said, for me, any guy I meet, I'm like, you got to be good in two, one of three skills. Yeah. If not all three, be the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you either got to be good in electronics. You know how to work computers and fix a motherboard or whatever. <laughs> it's got to be electronics. You need to be a, or be able to fix things around the house. Like, you know, you're not afraid of no spiders or anything like that. And you can 
fix the toilet if it's running. If the garbage is supposed, you can figure that out or, or you know, undo the hose or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or it's got to be auto. You got to be a little mini, a mini mechanic. Shoot. I could change the oil. I could change your tires. I can, I can make sure, like, okay, something's going on. Okay, this looks like something you do need to take to the dealership or let me... Um, you know, uh, let me get the, the, the light bulb and I could change the light bulb right. out and also. So it's like, to me with a guy, I feel like you have to have one of those three things, yeah. those tangibles, because those are skills and that's something you're bringing that I definitely cannot do. I can, I can keep my, my TV on and working, <laughs> but there's but so many wires when I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. Literally, I have a huge TV sitting in living room because i have no clue what's wrong with it it is here here. (laughs) there's people gonna listen they're like girl i done i've been on her show yeah it is literally she has a tv in her living room that don't (laughs) work but if if i was with a guy who knows that stuff he could be like okay let me pop this okay yeah go ahead and get a new tv or let's go ahead and and that's important to me because i can't do that absolutely and i know that i can't yeah most importantly i don't want i was about to say i don't want to (laughs) And no, that's where I am too. Like I'm just one guy. He he fixed a few things in the house. He was like, "Oh, no, he he said, <laughs> oh you you're paying somebody to do your floors. I mean, I could help you do that. I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't. Oh, like what do you mean do your floors? Like install? Yeah, like the floors that you have in your house. Like the, we were taking uh, like hardwoods. We were taking out the carpet and gonna put some hardwood. He was like, I mean, I could help you. He's like, I he's like, I don't necessarily just do that for a living. He's like, but. If you want to do that, we can we can do that together. Like I can help oh, you do it. Oh, like, like a group craft project. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't do that much manual labor. Like some things, if I can figure it out, if I can YouTube it real quick, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like I had to put on my my own, install my own side view mirror one time because the stupid South Carolina cones knocked it off because they weren't they were not properly placed. Okay. I, I had to YouTube. It was very easy, but I, I don't even cut my own grass. Oh, absolutely not. I'm not about to do that. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to. That do. ain't I, just me. Don't, I just don't want to do. Yeah. And so, but one thing about dating in our 30s, especially for black women, that we out here just doing it for ourselves, starting businesses, we have to be okay with that. Because sometimes, like, these guys, they, maybe they are just, like, handymen. Mm. Like, this one, uh, my realtor, she uh, she was actually seeing a guy, he was a plumber. Ooh. And Plumbers make good money. He made great money. But what if he is just a plumber? Could you, you and your favor, come and help him build his own business? Tuh, I absolutely can. So come on it's just now. One of those things, like, can come we on be now. Okay talk about that? that. You said, can you? If he's a plumber, run that back. Say that again. So if that's he's, good. if he, cause, and I don't want to say just, but if he's just a plumber, can you, in your favor, because you, he finds a wife, finds a good thing, and obtains favor from the Lord. So you are the favor. Can you help him build his business, girl? Like, and that's the thing. I'm like, cause I think we have this idea in our mind. That once we get older, like we're in our 30s, we're going to be married and we're going to be this power couple mm-hmm. and we're just going to be the bomb and all this. But I'm just like, well, maybe he doesn't own a company. Maybe he's not a CEO. Maybe he's not an accountant. Maybe he's not these things. Maybe he does work with his hands. Can maybe he's blue okay collar. Yeah. Yeah. And he brings so much value to your life because now you're not happy. To me, I think it is how much money I have to spend getting somebody to come in my Hello? house and fix it. Hello? Because that's why I say those three things are the most expensive things, I feel like, especially when you don't have that or have it in you to learn or Mm -hmm. do. Those are the three most expensive things that we deal with, especially as women, homeowners and and all these. So if I had somebody who's like, I got your car, like unless it's something real outrageous, for the most part, these little maintenance things, I got you, boo. I would love to love not that. have to spend. Yeah. Because, you know, I got a foreign car. I would 
blood and I have to spend that money if he can, mm-hmm. especially like I'm going into home ownership and I've done a lot of research and I'm ready for it. But there's a lot of little things that scare me because I'm like, that stuff I'm not going to be well-versed in. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be well-versed and I'll have to pay somebody. So, yes. if And I'm not saying he has to be blue collar, but he's right. got to have some blue collar qualities. Blue co- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I need like right now my garbage disposal is not working. And I have tried everything from clicking the garbage disposal on (laughs) to turning it off. No, legit. I had to call a friend. I was like, hey. And I turned it back on, and it's still not. (laughs) Like the reset, I I tried to reset it, and it it didn't. But I had, it's a group of us. Um, I have some, uh, this group when I was at University of South Carolina, um, this black graduate group. And so it was a few men in there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, uh, I have a few things going on at the house. Would you... Uh, any of you mind coming over? And so two of them came over. Mm. Girl, I was trying to think of everything. One of them fixed my garbage post. He's like, oh, it's just cloth. He's like, you just turned it. I don't know what you did, but just whatever. I can call you again, right? He, I was like, okay, well, uh, since you're here, can you <laughs> install my shower head? Yeah. Because it was too, on too tight, and I didn't have the tools to take it off. He ins- took off the old one, installed my new shower head. They took my old Come washing on, machine maintenance, downstairs, put it in the garage, and it put my... Put my new one, no, installed my new one because I was gonna have to pay Lowe's like hundred and ten dollars yeah. to install it. They came over there, installed my washing machine. Like I was trying to think. He's like, "Y'all anything else?" Um, I was like, uh, "Again, we let's go ahead and walk around, uh, <laughs> turn the was, music off, walk else. around. If there's anything you hear, any right. rattle tat tat, just right. let me know." But that's <clears throat> that's such a real thing because mm-hmm. I think for me, especially being a first time homeowner, because um, with my car. I've been blessed that my god brother, especially, you know, when I'm back home, my god brother is very good with cars, very, very good with cars. So anytime I had an issue with my car, and it, I remember one time I called him over, I was like, you know, I was like, Rashad, look at my car real quick, and da-da-da. He was like, first off, you need to get this done. Then. <laughs> he was like, look, let's go head on over to AutoZone. I bought, you know, I bought all the parts. And, of course, you know, black folks, I was like, oh, look, I got you. I got you. I'm going to buy you a bottle. <laughs> but, give me that cash. <laughs> but I, I was able, like, he was able to, he was looking at this. Okay, okay, I could do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put that together. To, and he made sure my car was straight. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, had I gone to a mechanic, I would have been paying a grip. Buku. A grip. So it's not, it's not what this man can just physically adds to your life as far as money and it's it's vice versa yeah. like men can't look at women as far as like adding these this superficial quality you just want somebody pretty holding your arm right but it ha- it's so many because they're gonna be looking like are you because to me i look at it as a woman for me personally like shawnee's i know that my tangibles i'm gonna bring to it is i'm really big on health and fitness i i care about my diet i'm very big on that and and not only just being physically fit but being conscious about the things that we do and how we do it and the impacts we have. Mm-hmm. Um, again, your girl throws down. I, I love to cook. I do enjoy cooking. Um, I don't love to clean, but I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get to a point where I can pay somebody to okay. clean. Uh, but there are things that I know that I bring to it, especially with my personal background and and, and soon-to-be certification in project management, a lot of that, too, goes into it. Because it's like yeah. if you are a blue-collar worker and 
or this we I want to be able to talk about like what are our dreams and aspirations again the non we can talk about the non-tangibles and I can bring some more to the table right. because of my background because of my degrees and my certifications so we can be able to be equally you know equally yoked and, and be able to mesh well together mm-hmm. but I I'm there like I said there are things that I feel like especially as black women we know what we're bringing to the table right and we we generally know we're bringing in abundance mm-hmm. of of things to the table and so to me I think we also have to really expect those things that we're bringing to the table for men yeah and for me I think and when it comes fair. to men, it's got to be more tangible yeah and I think it's fair to expect that because I feel like for too long it's been like I saw this really great great um somebody was being, being sarcastic but it was so true it was like um, men are, you know, are supposed to be the providers. And so women say, okay, provide. Oh, you're a gold digger. So it's just like, no. Yes. You said you want to be the provider, and now I'm stepping back and allow you to do that. The breadwinner, bringing home the bacon. Yes. And all of a sudden, I just want you for what you have. I'm like, well, no, you. I, you said that's what you wanted to do. I don't do. Know, understand what's, where's the disconnect here. That used so, to blow. It's so yeah. funny you said that used to blow me because I did used to get irritated when dudes buy. I mean, all these gold digs out here, they just want you for your money and all this stuff. And they made 40000 a year. First of First, all, ooh. shut up. They're not talking about you. Go ahead. <laughs> Girl, I mean, these, base, these average men be trying to make, like, put, like, especially, like, the whole child support and, and alimony and the gold digger stuff. I'll be like, you are so average. You Some of y'all dudes, I'd be like, nobody would take y'all to child support court if you just show up and pick up your child. So a lot of times it'd be, no, but we ain't going to go down that rabbit hole. What do you have? But it's so funny. I remember I remember seeing people like, you know, oh, she, oh, she's just all about the money. These first, you know, these women want you to, uh, <laughs> I remember one dude, <laughs> uh, we know him, who was on Facebook. It was like, um, you know, these women be saying they want more and all this other stuff, but they be just as shallow. You know, they be upset because we want women who look a certain way and dress a certain way and hold themselves a certain way. But at the same time, and then they want, oh, we got to have all this money. And if we don't, then we shallow. And I'm thinking to myself, first off, the women that y'all looking at that y'all want, you can't give. Like, right. let's, let's start there. Start mm-hmm. there. Secondly, you would be surprised how many of us don't ask y'all about how much money y'all have aren't looking at y'all to be the main breadwinners because we know you just can't and it's okay and we accept y'all raggedy asses for it like we <laughs> do well I think we we have to in in ingest right like I'm joke we're joking we're laughing about it right these are real things but we I think we have to get to a point where we find that healthy medium yeah because yes I do care about your salary and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I've said this on this, on this podcast several times. I do want a man who can match me. Yeah. I I want you to be able to match or beat me. Yeah. But if you're able to match or, or, or very closely match, Mm -hmm. my biggest thing is that's great because financially and the things that we want to be able to do, we can do that comfortably. Mm -hmm. Right. But again, we still have to think about the additional things that we each are going to be bringing to the table. Right. We each can bring to the table that are going to be tangible. Mm-hmm. You know, we both have to be able to say like, okay, yeah, but I'm not a slob. I'm someone who cooks. I'm someone who cleans. I'm someone who likes to keep my house a certain type of way. You know, I, I have my clutter, but I also have a neatness to, to what yeah. I do and how I live. And we have to be able to cohabitate and we're going to figure these things out. I'm going to make you better. You can. I want you to make me better. And, and there was another one that you mentioned about being able to pray together, mm-hmm. which is important. Yeah. 
and it can't always eat meat because that's something I actually brought up. Um, this one guy I was talking to last year, and it was just like, I don't want to be the spiritual leader, and this is just me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the spiritual leader in a household where you coming to me to pray, or I always gotta uplift you and uphold you. I'm like, dang, I get tired too. Ooh. I need prayer too. Like I need. I need to be covered, too, because technically, you know, if for those that are out there that are believers, like the men are supposed to be the spiritual covering for their family. Mm-hmm. So, like, I shouldn't have to be the one that hold it down for us. No, oh, you're the spiritual one. No, baby. Like, it can't be like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We have to be doing this together. You said it perfectly, Chinese. We have to be equally yoked. Yeah. And a lot of people do just relegate that to our spirituality and oh we go to church together we pray like no it's so many things finances because men do get more sensitive about that absolutely like, you know oh can we be okay with where we both are financially can we be both be okay how we want to raise children mm-hmm. you know if i say i went to homeschool are you okay with being the breadwinner for that you know those mm-hmm. few years or whatever because you have some men these you know men now yeah. they don't they want their wives to work and i think the other thing is you know this idea of the breadwinner i i'm a firm believer like just because you're the breadwinner doesn't mean you own me either okay. just because you're the breadwinner and i'm homeschooling doesn't mean when you come home you might you will have to take over mm-hmm. that was always my you know when it came to if i decide to have kids and all that stuff and want to do homeschooling at the end of the day homeschooling doesn't mean okay well you homeschooling you home all day so you know i'm home i don't worked all day and now i'm tired i don't want to have to do it again. Yes, you are. I'm off. (laughs) Right. We both worked off. We both did. I'm off. This is absolutely your time with the kids and stuff like that. But like you said, the ideas of how you want to be able to raise kids and and how you want them to come up um, spiritually and and, and your your belief system Mm -hmm. within that home. And and another one that I always tell people, what is your family life like? Okay. That's real. How are things with you and your family Mm -hmm. and your peoples? Mm -hmm. Cause I ain't going to no ghetto Thanksgiving, folks out here. I'm <laughs> here <laughs> acting fool. You got a racist uncle. Like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Let me stop. But <laughs> this has been a great conversation. Let's let's go ahead and wrap this up because we could be here for hours. Um, Literally. Literally. <laughs> um, so my last question I love I loved to ask, um, what would – 30 your 30 year old self what advice would your 30 year old self give to your 20 year old self hmm. are we talking about in general or relationships? i mean in in relationships and 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 in dating but in relationships and dating but you could you know obviously throw in general have no I parameters <laughs> no I, I was gonna keep it related to dating i would yeah. say um accept people for who they are like where they are because I feel like, you know, when uh-huh. we're twin in our twenties, a lot of women we have a tendency to feel like we can change a man mm. or we can he'll grow out of this. Mm-hmm. And it's a chance that he may not. And so like when someone's showing you exactly who they are, like in your twenties, don't waste that time hoping that Ooh. they will be to get be better. So they're gonna I, get that shit could have with us. I definitely did that. And to my knowledge to this day, I don't think they're any better mm. than where they were. So it's just like I would say Use your, you know, use your wisdom. Um, listen to other people because a lot of your family be like, "Girl, this ain't it." And you're like, "No, you know, he's he's gonna he's got potential." Okay. Yeah, I about to say that's the that's it. Okay. It, uh, I felt like in our twenties, that potential word yeah. 
he got potential. Mm-hmm. He his I he we be talking about our goals and mm-hmm. he be telling us late at night what he won't do. So, you know, I'm gonna thug it out. Yeah, and we thug it out and waste five years of mm-hmm. our time. So I would say to my twenty, twenty something year old self is just to see things where, where they are. Don't rely on potential. It's gotta be more than that. Mm. Come on with the mic drop. Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, I appreciate this. And this is our year in show. This is the this is my this is the culmination of of twenty twenty and all that twenty twenty gave we us. Made it through, y'all. Woo! Um, but this is a year in show. This is the last episode for twenty twenty. And what better way than these wonderful gems and, and being able to give that insight and and some some shocker moments and some <laughs> ahas and oohs. <laughs> Um, (laughs) 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 I I really appreciate all of your insight and and really being able to share and and dropping gems and and giving us a a really great understanding um, and a clearer view maybe for some of of being able to have that good balance and that mix and and really what faith is and Christianity is in finding these things. Mm And how that goes. So I appreciate it, Michelle. Thanks I really do. Me. Thanks I'm gonna be back again one day. Yes, <laughs> we could do a part two. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but thank you, thank you, everyone who's listening and subscribing and 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 giving feedback and 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 thanking and and thanking me and and loving these guests. This has been really really beautiful and of course there is so much more to come in 2021 and there are a lot of things that I have um that I've been really working on as it pertains to the podcast and getting better at it but I have some really great ideas of things that I want to do to um continue these conversations and 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 level this thing up and so I've really been blessed to have so many friends who have been in support and been behind this podcast to my first guest Ahmed to Phaedra Gabby um Roy Brian Romeo I should probably stop because I know I'm gonna miss some people (laughs) um Liz and and Roy I think I said Roy I might have said Roy um Jahara uh, uh Brian everyone who's been on this podcast this year and I just started but everyone's been on the podcast has been people who've supported me wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. and I am overwhelmed and I want to end the year by truly thanking every single person who supported the podcast every person who's listened every person who's double tapped and liked anything that I've put with this because you know like Erica Badu says you know I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit right (laughs) and it it really is that I'm sensitive about this because I love it but I'm so eternally grateful for this and to be able to have this platform and doing it so michelle not only am i thanking you for doing this year and show but i'm thanking all of the people who've been guests on the show for for giving their time for letting me be in their space isaac let me be in his space (laughs) and record episodes um it's it's really been great and there's so much more to come for 2021 so much more but thank you michelle thank you all of my guests so far Thank you, Michelle, for being here. I appreciate it. Everyone continue to follow Dating Over 30 Sucks, the number 30 S-U-C-K-S on Instagram. Dating Over 30 S-U-X, still sucks, but S-U-X 
on Twitter. There's going to be so much more to come for 2021. I'm excited. I'm so, again, eternally grateful. And thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you, Michelle. See you guys. Bye. Champagne toast to you. Do the toast. What are we toasting to? <laughs> You're being recorded. I'm I'm not good at this stuff. <laughs> We're gonna toast. Oh my gosh, you're the worst. We're gonna toast to friendship and walking in our purpose. I like it. Cheers. Cheers.